This is a Rooster Teeth production. Welcome, everybody, to Wrestling with the Week, a Death Valley driver onto the last seven days. And screw it, a pile of metal ladders, too. I'm James Willems, joined, as always, by the face of the revolution, Scorpio Sky. James, what a week. (laughs) You tell me what a week. You tell me what a week. I'm I'm talking to you the first time since Dynamite uh, that we saw last week. I feel like do I, I don't even know you. Who are you? I introduced you. I feel like I don't even know you anymore, Sky. What's well, you you're probably talking about the little video package they showed on Dynamite last mm-hmm. week, which uh, I thought was cut together very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a lot of people I I know what they're going to say. They're going to say this is like a new me. Like, oh, I like this new Sky, or I don't like this new Sky. But the reality is, it's not a new me. It's just me. Uh, it, it's a different side of me that the AEW audience may or may not have had a chance to see in the past. Uh, I think everyone has different personalities. People have different moods. uh, And and that doesn't mean that I'm changing or being anything else. But I've said it on this show before, like, it's cool to be humble, but sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to let people know. And Mm -hmm. I am actually very tired of just people pretending like I'm not one of the best. And so sometimes I got to stand up and say it myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, That doesn't mean that I'm not going to still be laughing and smiling and and, and you see a lot of that on the show and having a good time. And then sometimes I'm going to be pissed off and I'm going to hurt people. And that's just how life is going to be. You know, we're all different. Yeah. We're all human. And that's, how, that's it is what it is. It seems like it seems like. And again, this show isn't an interview of, of Scorpio Sky, but I, I just want to touch on it a little bit. It seems like, you know, you said it, it, you get the premise that nice guys finish last and you were set to set out to kind of disprove that. And uh, and maybe it didn't pan out the way you wanted it to. So now it's not so beneficial to be a nice guy. That doesn't mean you have to be an asshole. That doesn't mean you have to be the bad guy necessarily. But it just means that maybe sometimes your own agenda is going to take priority over maybe the agenda of someone else. You know, have you seen the 30 for 30 chasing Tyson about Holyfield? It's phenomenal. You should watch it. Okay, Uh, a, a big part of the story is. Evander Holyfield was the nice guy for his entire career. He was just a nice guy and people found him boring and mm. nobody took him serious, even though he was probably the best fighter in the heavyweight division of his era. People loved Mike Tyson, the bad boy, the bad guy. Uh, and Evander Holyfield did not get his respect until he beat Mike Tyson. And the thing about mm. that, the way I can connect to that is I was the nice guy. I was like, you know, and I am the nice guy, really, because I'm going to say I'm not changing. You know, I am a nice guy. I'm a legitimate nice guy, if anyone mm-hmm. knows me. Um, but when you watch other people doing dirty stuff and, and and taking roads that you choose not to take, but, you know, at the same time, you're working twice as hard as everyone else and receiving half as much, it gets to be a little bit annoying and, and it pisses you mm-hmm. off a little bit. And so, uh, it, you know, sometimes you just you got to do a little bit of dirt, too. And uh, that's kind of like what happened with Darby and that situation. And and to be honest with you, I'm just fed up, man. I'm I'm just yeah. I'm really tired of being too nice. People take your kindness for weakness all the time, and uh, it's time for me to just show this side that uh, I'm not sure people are ready to see. You know what? We've seen we've seen rep wrestlers in the past kind of like stand up as a champion for the everyman. 
in a lot of different ways. Sometimes it's through drinking beers and 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 flipping off your boss. And I think in other ways, it's just by going, listen, I'm tired of you putting more and more on my plate and not letting me eat. Right. Yes. And so I think that's that's where it is. Now, I just real quick, because I feel like we're approaching this from a very reserved place. Okay, we're we're thinking about your goals. We're thinking about your skills and everything like that. Our producer, Eric, he's he's all in. So, Eric, tell me what you're thinking right on, on this. OK, see, so I feeling me like, listen, listen, I've been telling people this yeah. weeks for weeks. Sky yeah. Sky is one of the best workers, one of the best wrestlers, mm-hmm. one of the best guys in all of professional wrestling, in mm-hmm. all of professional sports. Mm-hmm. This podcast, Wrestling with a Week, is ride or die with Scorpio Sky. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Scorpio did nothing wrong. I <laughs> did you see that? patronizing pat on the back from darby allen sky would have done the same thing i would put him in i would have put him in well hold uh, on two heel to be clear eric would have been probably dead by the time it got to that point who can (laughs) listen until i actually get in there and show off what i'm capable of but in this in this hyper theoretical scenario where you did somehow manage to survive a match with darby yes Uh Uh yeah i you know i thought it was a a bull you know i thought that that pat on the back was bull uh it was just another example of everyone trying to position guys like him here and guys mm-hmm. like me here. And, and uh, you see it. There are people that see it. Uh, I'm told by the legends we have in the back all the time of, you know, you've got main event written all over you and, and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And so it's this weird thing where people find it cool to say, man, Scorpio Sky's underrated, man, he's, he's so good. But like publicly we, we, pre- we pretend like I'm not. And, and, mm-hmm. and again, I'm humble even now I'm being humble, but, and so I don't say it, but sometimes you got to stand up and say it because I, I'm a little bit annoyed. Here I am all these years in and I'm seeing other guys just get shoved in front of me. They're not even ready. Mm-hmm. They're just shoved in front of me. And so it gets to a point where, uh, you know, the frustration boils over. And like I said, I'm at this point, you know, I was looking at my hands and when I did that video, I was looking at people don't know what these hands are capable of. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've won fights, uh, in and out of the cage in and out of the ring backstage i can do things with these hands and Mm -hmm. uh that's exactly what i'm about to do i'm about to go and i'm gonna beat people up until i get my respect that's that's what evander holyfield did he went in and he just beat up everyone in front of him and then Mm -hmm. there was nobody left and then everyone said oh well there's nobody left you're the man and that's exactly what i'm gonna do yeah you would say throw i'm gonna throw out a wrestling term here and it's a it's called for anyone who's may not be familiar it's called a push right and it's essentially when people people with power just to determine that they want to give a wrestler the all the opportunities in the world so they so they grease up the 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 pathway in front of them so it's easier to move along this is whatever the opposite of that is for me this is this is like hurdles in front of your way and instead of instead of you hopping over the hurdles like a like a good little AEW wrestler okay you're just gonna you're just gonna karate chop the curl the the hurdles one at a time, destroy the whole course, and then you're still gonna get to the finish line before everybody else. My let opinion. Me, let me put it this way. Yeah, I kind of like what you said here. Over the summer, I said I'm tired of sitting on the outside watching everybody else eat. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna kick in the door and bring my own seat. Mm-hmm. That didn't work. So now I'm just gonna burn the house down. Oof! My God! Oh my God! Jeez. Well, I don't, I listen, I, I'm, I'm all worked up. 
I don't want to keep this. I, this is not an antagonistic podcast. This is a fun podcast. I try and keep the fun environment here. Yes. So I'm going to try and segue as best as I can to speaking of burning down the house. You are back at home from being on the road for two weeks. Yes. And last week we talked about, you know, because you're you're finding a love of gaming after just you're basically your whole life of not caring about it. Uh, NBA 2K. Uh, what is it? NBA 2K 21? Yes, 22, sir. 21. And you so you have your season all set up. Can you give us a status update on on your season in NBA 2K? Okay, so as I said last week, I, I made the dedication to play every single game, all 82 games. And mm-hmm. then I, I hit this, like, I had three games left in the season. And I mm-hmm. accidentally hit simulate season, and it skipped mm-hmm. one game. And yeah. so I was like, do I just start over so I don't have that? You know, because I, I wanted the satisfaction of playing every single game. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I was like, I, I was so far in, and I liked it, and I was, like, excited for the playoffs. I just said, ah, screw it, you know. Um and I, and I went ahead and let that thing settle where it is. So I played mm-hmm. 81 games. I'm now in the playoffs. As of this morning, I uh, advanced to the NBA Finals. Uh, I've, I've been moving back and forth on my sliders, from my custom sliders back to just regular Hall of Fame. Uh, for mm-hmm. people that know what that means, don't know what that means. That's just the level of difficulty that you're playing on. Hall of Fame mm-hmm. is the highest that the game offers. And then you can have custom sliders that can, you know, make the game more so... Uh, Sometimes harder, but sometimes it just makes the game a little bit more uh, realistic, you know, because yeah. sometimes on cust- on the default, weird shit happens that just yeah. shouldn't happen. They're like reading your they're reading your inputs and like every time you go up to take a shot, even though there's no way they would know they've blocked your <laughs> shot and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, just dumb yeah. shit happens. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I've, I've been going back and forth between my custom sliders and Hall of Fame, depending on what I, what I feel is going to be more difficult for each team. Uh, I played the Denver Nuggets in the first round, beat them in six. I swept the Portland Trailblazers in the second round, and I just swept the Clippers in the conference finals. So now moving on to the finals, looks like I'm going to face the Brooklyn Nets, which is a realistic uh, matchup. I think that's probably mm-hmm. going to be the matchup in real life this uh, this year. Hopefully we make it that far. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's, this is going to be a tough series. I think it's going to go seven, maybe, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to beat them. Yes. Well, l- let me ask you this. Do you feel like you made the right decision? Like, do you feel like you're doing this and you're satisfied and you're like, ah, who cares? It simulated those games. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Uh, it was yeah. one game. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, I, I, realistically, I played more than 82 games because um, there were times where uh, something would happen and I'd actually have to go back and replay a game. And that mm-hmm. happened like once or twice. And so yeah. I've probably pl- actually played maybe 84 games, but there you go. You know, Easy. Yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I I think you? it's I I think it's so funny though that you're basically I mean I, it makes sense that you plays the Lakers that like it makes sense but it, it's funny that you basically play this game on the hardest difficulty and then stomp your way all the way through to the finals. <laughs> like I, you say it's going to be a good matchup but I'd be very surprised if you if you lost. If you got to the fourth quarter and you were down by 30 points in the fourth quarter would you say oops and then accidentally pause the game no, and no, then and no. quit out no no no, you no, take no, the no, L? no no i'll take the l I'll take it i lost okay. before i lost to the boston celtics in the nba finals on 2k20 uh and the boston mm-hmm. celtics of all teams you know the, the hated rivals of the lakers so i'll yeah. take the l if it happens um the the teams that give me trouble are the really good three-point shooting teams 
Like mm-hmm. Portland was tough. Uh, even though we swept them, they were tough because they hit a lot of threes. Um, mm-hmm. Because you can defend the drive. Like when guys are driving to the basket, you can defend that. You've got your center there. You can go one on one ball. You know, on ball defense. It's a little bit not easier, but like it's easier to get stops when they're driving to the basket. When a guy's just pulling up from three, especially mm-hmm. if they're way behind the line, that sort of thing. Like you have to be more careful. You don't want to foul them. Yada yada yada. It's harder to defend the three in two K in video game mode. So the teams that can hit threes, like the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, that can easily knock down 25, 30 threes in a single game. Those are the teams that are really, really hard for me to beat because mm-hmm. um, especially like I uh, not that long ago switched back to the shot meter because the mm-hmm. sliders that I was I was playing on, the the creator said it's better to do it on real player percent, which basically means uh, a lot of people don't get this. So shot meter on 2K, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> let, me, let me just do brief, brief. Yeah, shot yeah. meter on 2K is basically it's like, an actual like meter that is next to your shooter. So when you shoot, you have to watch that and try to time it and hit it at the right time. Mm-hmm. So you hit the shot. Uh, real player percent basically just goes off the player. So you don't mm-hmm. have to do that. Um, but you don't have control over whether you hit the shot or not. It's just mm-hmm. the CPU says you're going to hit yeah. this or you're not. And so the guy that created the custom sliders I was playing on, um, recommended real player percent because he's like uh, these sliders are best they're the most difficult under real player percent so you can't time your shots and so i played under that for a while and then when i switched back to the shot meter not that long ago there was definitely like this like oh crap like i forgot how to do this this was difficult Mm -hmm. and so now i'm starting i've locked in and now i'm hitting shots with that sort of thing and um yeah, I don't even know where I was going with this, but <laughs> just difficult teams. That's like the different things about different, like the things that make this game still challenging for you. Oh I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to dwell on 2k too much, but um, I am curious. We haven't, I feel like we haven't really talked about it before, but you play against the computer. Have you thought about, or have you ventured online? Have you ventured into the world of online gaming yet? I'm going to. Um, I just uh, I'm so locked in on the league that I'm playing. Mm-hmm. What I've actually been thinking of doing is, uh, and I guess again this wouldn't be online, but uh, I watch a lot of YouTube series uh, of guys that will do like rebuilds of teams, mm-hmm. and they're in the my league, my NBA file. Um, but they they stream it or or they actually make a whole video and they put it up on YouTube. Like I just watched this one by this guy. I think his name is like Six Rings of. Uh, let me, I, I really want to get this right. It's like six mm-hmm. rings of steel or something is his YouTube mm-hmm. name. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, six rings of steel. Yeah. S T E A L. Um, and he did like this whole, uh, Oklahoma city thunder franchise rebuild. Uh, and it was 30 episodes and I watched every single one of them. I loved them. I followed it along from episode six. Like I picked it up, mm-hmm. started on episode six, watched that one, went back, watched one through five. And then I followed it all the way to the end where he just finished it. And um, I loved it. And it, he basically just took a bad team and slowly rebuilt them over like three or four seasons. And he did it in a realistic mm-hmm. way. It wasn't just like, hey, uh, let's just go sign LeBron James, which is like, <laughs> you can't yeah. do that. That's not realistic. Yeah. He did it a slow way. So I thought about doing that um, on YouTube, maybe um, coming up in the next, I don't know, maybe six months or something. And it, it might be something I'm interested in. And let me know if, if people think that might be cool. Let, uh, reach out to me and, and let me know if they would follow that on YouTube and, and follow my rebuild. I'll take a team maybe like this, the Spurs or the Pacers or something. That, like, I wouldn't do it with the Lakers because they're already a built team. So I would take yeah. a team that needs help and then try to slowly rebuild them. So essentially what you're saying is that you uh, 
been a professional wrestler for decades um, are now thinking that what you want to do is host podcasts, play video games, and make YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then I guess I have to lace up my boots because if we're, if we're doing a trading places type scenario, it's like the Eddie Murphy movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so interesting. This episode of Wrestling of the Week is brought to you by Upstart. You know that credit card, the one that maybe you're a little afraid to look and see what the balance is? If you've been avoiding your debt, it's time to confront it. Upstart can help you face it and finally pay it off. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get simple, fixed monthly payments. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can get approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt is taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash week. That's upstart.com slash W-E-E-K. Don't forget to use the URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash week to get started. This episode of Wrestling with the Week is brought to you by HBO Max. HBO Max is the streaming platform that bundles all of HBO together with even more of your favorite movies, iconic shows like Friends and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, plus new Max originals. Stream from all of your favorite devices and download top titles to watch on the go. Bingeable collections on HBO Max are handpicked by humans, not robots. And now, HBO Max is the U.S. home for all your favorite DC superheroes. Wonder Woman, Justice League, Stargirl, Batwoman, HBO, Shazam, Suicide Squad, the list goes on. And not only can you download movies and shows to watch on your devices on the go, but HBO Max also offers exclusive content you can't find anywhere else. Personally, I've been watching Ballers. Shout out to Dwayne. It's even better than when I watched it the first time. Being able to go back and rewatch with new eyes is awesome. Right now, new HBO Max viewers get seven days free, then pay $14.99 a month. Sign up now at hbom.ax slash wwmarch. That's hbom.ax slash wwmarch to get in on the action. HBO Max has something for everyone every day. All right. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> I, yeah. I, it, we always have in the rundown, it's like, you know, and then James updates on what he's playing. I'm not playing. I haven't played <laughs> anything. I don't know. I'm not playing. I mean, I play stuff for work, but I'm not. Other than that, I'm like, I haven't really played anything. I've more been like, I guess, watching things. But even the things that I'm watching are not relevant. Um, well, well, about that. And then I and I mentioned uh, there's a couple things I want to get into when it comes to this is a little segue. Um, mm -hmm. What is the segue? I don't know. I made a sound last <laughs> week. <laughs> exactly. There it is. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of watching and uh, Eddie Murphy, have you seen the new Coming to America movie? I have seen it. Yeah. I What'd think I think? watched it the night it came out. So I love the original. And I thought this was a fun revisiting of the original, but it felt very different. Like it really, it felt more like a, like a musical comedy than the other one, which really felt like a fish out of water, like classic comedy. So, you know, I, I watched it with my wife. We both watched it and we're like, oh, we're so, we're happy that they've made more of this. 
Um, but I don't know. Did, what did you think? I couldn't agree more. Uh, okay. I, I, it did feel like a musical. Um, it, it was similar to the old movie uh, in, mm-hmm. in good ways. I, I loved Wesley Snipes' character. I thought he was oh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Walk, he did. <laughs> I thought that mm-hmm. was cool. There were certain points that were good. Um, I mm-hmm. would have liked to see it focus a little bit more on Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. and his character still instead of trying to create this new character and this love story and like i i just didn't i wasn't that into that um yeah. but it was a fun movie to watch and I, I i told one of my friends after i said this is the type of movie like i wish i could have seen it in theaters because mm-hmm. uh i feel like i would have watched it in theaters i would have enjoyed it and then probably like never watched it again <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah. one of those yeah. things yeah i don't know if it's going to be the classic that the original one was i i will say though i like Wesley Snipes was definitely standout for me. I also thought, and no spoilers really on this, but the funeral sequence was a lot of fun. I really, I I was like, I was like, Oh, that's such a great concept and was very well executed. And I really love that scene. So yeah, yeah, I did. So funny. Uh, I I enjoyed that part too. And, you know, also speaking of, of theaters, uh, this is not Mm -hmm. on the format, but uh, you know, AMC theaters are opening um, on Friday, or actually, by the time this airs, it would have been last mm-hmm. week. Um, and yeah. I, I, any interest in that? I believe it's supposed to be at forty percent capacity or something. Man, I'd love to. The last movie I saw in theaters was Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, no regrets. Um, some, but uh, <laughs> uh, but I would. I can't wait to get back into theaters. I'm. Uh, I personally will probably wait until. I'm vaccinated and at least most of the city like city of Los Angeles is like vaccinated until I feel like comfortable doing that. But I can't I cannot wait. There's so many like exactly what you're talking about with coming to America. There's so many movies that have come out that I was like, if I watched this in theaters. It would have been it would have been awesome. Like, but just sitting at home and like that point where you're like, oh, I got to use the restroom and you actually get up and go to the bathroom as opposed to like sitting there eating popcorn or whatever, like. It does change the viewing yeah. experience for sure. What about you? Yeah, I, I feel uh, similar. Um, I'm on the fence about whether I would actually go into the movie theater. You know, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd kind of have to maybe scope it out and see. So again, it's supposed to be 40% capacity and it is supposed to, so, uh, supposed to be physically distanced. Mm-hmm. So um, I kind of think about it like we're doing similar to AEW and it's safe and we're doing it mm-hmm. in, in a safe way. So um you know, if if our fans can do it, I can do it. So uh, I, I may be interested in doing it. Like the Kong uh, Godzilla movie coming out, I feel like that's a great movie to watch in theaters. So um, that might be my first one back. The last movie I saw in theater, I actually saw in uh, Jacksonville. I can't remember the name of it. It was, you know, John David well, Washington. That's a good sign. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, Tenet? Tenet. Is it Tenet? I want to okay. talk about that for a second. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Have you seen that movie? I have seen that movie. I also love that it is March 2021 and we're going to do our official tenant review. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get it. I didn't understand (laughs) it. And no one I talked to have got it. Like, it just, I don't, I just, it it, it was all over the place. I kind of got the fact that, you know, but it was just a weird movie. I don't know. Maybe I'm, tell me what you I like Christopher Nolan. Like Christopher Nolan a lot. I think he makes good, big old popcorn movies. I think he takes really high concept things and then makes them like understandable in in like for for dumb people like me to figure out like Inception. It's like, what is Inception? You go in the dreams. okay? but why is it slow? Because it's more time like it's like it's like, don't worry about it. And then a car crashes and you're like, oh, cool, cool. And so he does that. 
I think that Tenet for me was probably the furthest off the mark that he's ever been because after I watched the movie, there's a point later where I went on YouTube and someone has made like, here's the timeline of Tenet using these like little characters, these little Mm -hmm. like blue and red characters representing what goes forward. And that whole car chase sequence where like one person's going forward and one person's going backwards and then they match and then they go in the time turner and they come out again. They they like blocked out the whole thing, how it would make sense for if you were just watching it from above and the time flow were indicated. And I and I was watching, I was like, oh, okay, I think I understand it now. But I don't think I should have to do this to understand it. Right. Like <laughs> like a, a movie shouldn't yeah. expect you to understand it that way, right? Yeah. I went so. uh, again, I saw it in theaters. I went with Christopher Daniels and Pretty Peter Avalon. And I was sitting there in the theater quiet, and I'm just thinking to myself, I must be really dumb because I'm just mm. not like I can't grasp this, you know, and then mm-hmm. I, we came out of it and CD, who he's brilliant. You know, he's just really smart person. He's got like a theater degree and everything. And mm-hmm. he was just like, uh, did you guys get that? And I was like, <laughs> oh, OK, thank goodness. I'm not the yeah, only one. Yeah. Peter, same thing. He's like, I, I didn't get it at all. And like, I've talked to the young bucks about it after and we like nobody I talked to gets it. Like we just yeah. we don't get it. But yeah, whatever. It was entertaining. It was fun. Uh, coming to America is entertaining, fun. There is one last thing I'll, 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 I want to touch on um, mm-hmm. when it comes to watching things. Is I watched yeah. a show called The Center on uh, Netflix. Have you seen it? I haven't. No. So I, uh, Jessica Biel is like the executive producer of it, and I and there's mm-hmm. three seasons uh, on Netflix. I watched the first season. She's in that one. Really good. Um, mm-hmm. We skipped. My girlfriend and I skipped to the third season. Uh, because okay. I think she said, she's like, oh, I heard the third season's really good. And I was like, oh, so do you want to watch the second season? Or you want to skip to the third one? She's like, just skip to the third one. I was like, oh. wow. Every, every story is different. Each season mm-hmm. is a completely different story. Oh, okay. Story, it's like so, an anthology. Yes. Yeah, so there's nothing gotcha. that you're missing or anything. Jumped to the third season and it was Tenet. It was just like, I, I like, what is happening here? I don't get it. <laughs> like, like it did. They just kept going all over the place with the story. I don't want to give spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, I, I, I just didn't get it. So that was another situation where I'm, you know, I don't know, but the I, first season, I very hate, good. I recommend it. I hate to break it to you, but I think this is a symptom of getting older <laughs> and I'm not saying that you're wrong for not getting it. Cause I also don't get stuff like that too, but I, I will always remember this moment. I, I went to go see movies with my dad a lot, especially if they were like action or like rated R or what he was taking. It's like my mom, my mom wasn't, she's like, I'm just not interested. So your dad will take you. And so, like, I saw a bunch of movies with my like my dad took me to see Con Air, like all these like <laughs> schlocky, like hardcore f- action movies and stuff. And he took me to see The Matrix. I remember he took me to see The Matrix, watched the whole movie. And, you know, we weren't talking around it. So watch the whole movie. And then as we're leaving the theater, he goes, I don't understand that. <laughs> he's like, I, I was oh, like, what do you mean you didn't understand it? He's like, he's like. He's like, I don't know what the Matrix is. What is the Matrix? I don't know what it was. He sat through the whole movie, didn't understand that the Matrix was a simulation and that like they were leaving. He he just went, didn't understand it. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, how could you not? But now I'm seeing movies that are coming out and I'm going, I didn't get it. And yeah. I'm sure there's some kid out there, some 12 year old or whatever, who's like, how could you not understand all of the events of Tenet? Like, what are you stupid? Like, you know, yeah, it's like, Listen, no, I'm just old. Give me a good old John Rambo movie. Where mm-hmm. the story is simple. Rambo wants to live a simple life. Mm-hmm. His 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 niece goes off, gets kidnapped, ultimately dies. And the yeah. last 30 minutes of the movie is Rambo just killing people 
No dialogue, yep. just killing people. <laughs> like, I, like just revenge, like a good old, like, give me that. Yeah. It's easy to well, understand. I enjoy it. Back to, back to like being older, being younger. Like you think about when, you know, maybe when you were growing up, you'd see adults your age and like, oh, we watched Nick at Night or it has the, we watch these old movies because that's what we want or whatever. I recently sat down and I did it on a live stream with some friends. We watched Point Break. And 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 it's like watching it. I was like, "This is a perfect movie. Like, it's perfect. Like, like it's perfectly <laughs> executed. Like, you get to the end, and we were watching it with someone who had see, who had never seen it before. They were watching it for the first time, and so like the end of the movie. Have you seen Point Break? Yes. Okay, good. Um, the end of the movie where Johnny Utah goes to con- confront Bodhi in uh in in South America, right? And uh, no, sorry, Australia (laughs) Um, in Australia for the giant wave. I look over because we can see each other's camera and and this guy, Mike, is is going just mouth agape. He can't believe he's going to is he going to let him go out there? Is he going to let him go? out? And he's like experiencing it all for the first time. And I was like, this is what movies are. But I'm sure if you showed it to someone like else, they'd be like, well, Keanu Reeves can't act for shit. Like most of what they do is stupid and dumb. Why is Gary Busey wearing a Hawaiian shirt? Like, like there's so many <laughs> things about it that are dumb, but that's what I want. I want those things. <laughs> Generations, man. It's, uh, when we're growing up we, at the cookouts and the barbecues, you, you watch your, your uncles and your aunts and, your all your mm-hmm. relatives and they're doing the funky chicken and dancing these old yeah. songs that are like ain't yeah, too yeah. proud to bang <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but like now you know 10 15 years from now like we're mm-hmm. going to be the old uncles and aunts and parents and our kids are going to be thinking we're weird looking at us listening to drake mm-hmm. doing our tiktok dances <laughs> like, yeah yeah like you flossing. know it's like you know, people yeah. Are, yeah people are going like, yeah flossing <laughs> like people are like, God, these their generation was so lame <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah i think be- i think the i think the only song we'll be listening to will be scoop there it is what? by the time we get scoop, older there it so, is <laughs> just something to scoop. think about great <laughs> who is that who is that from that commercial? Who is that? Yeah. Who is the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Scoop. Uh, oh my I love gosh. it. Anyway. So well, you know what will be remembered for all time. Oh, are you going to seg? Were you going to seg on my seg? <laughs> <laughs> you know what will be remembered for all time? What's the Lights that? Out match from AEW yes. Dynamite. Britt Baker, Thunder Roaster, put on a show this week. It was incredible. It was brutal. And, you know, I, I, I have said before that I think that uh, so, some of the women wrestling today are some of the best athletes I've ever seen, ever. Um, and some of the matches that are coming out of uh, women's wrestling is just incredible. And the ante uh, is just constantly being upped, um, especially in AEW. And this match was no exception for me. Sky, you told us that you got to see it firsthand right yeah <clears throat> you know sometime in the last uh i don't know if it was five years or whatever uh, i i don't know what happened but these uh professional wrestlers these women just like exploded on the scene and they mm-hmm. just got so good and sometimes they they pass up the guys in, in realistic oh yeah uh, like they're and so this was a match that I actually went out into the bowl and I sat in the crowd to watch, which I don't do normally. I'm kind of tucked away in the back, but I wanted to make sure I saw this live. So 
uh, sitting out there and watching it live and, and kind of cringing with people at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, like, are they going to use thumbtacks? Like, you know, there's mm-hmm. like different things. Um, it was it was incredible. And they really, really put it all on the line. And like, you have to respect it was bloody. It was violent. Like mm-hmm. it was. Th- that's the thing about it. it was what a lights out match should be. It was violent. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and I dug that. I thought it was really, really cool to see. They are absolutely tough, uh, like amazing performers that, that just went out there and, and put on a great show for all of us. And I appreciate them for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, both of them are just like, have been incredible thus far in AEW and them clashing in this way, like as the main event of the show yeah. was incredible. I always like thinking about when you when you do something like that, you see you don't necessarily see it, but you know, out there is like some young woman who doesn't feel like that industry is for her, like is a place where she can go and she, she can be successful, sees that match and goes, Oh my God. And then is immediate, like is in the ring the next day training to be the next generation of incredible wrestlers. And, and like, I love when that is put on display and, and these two women just like completely destroy you. There was even like a moment at the end where it felt like it was like, I hate you and you hate me, but that was pretty incredible. What we just did there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, I was really happy. It was the main yeah. event. Like, I didn't, I don't mm-hmm. know if I cut you off. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to exclamation point that, uh, point you made is like, I was very happy to see that this was the main event and they deserved it. Um, and, and like, I can't stress enough how much they brought it. They absolutely mm-hmm. brought it. They took advantage of the moment and they mm-hmm. did not leave anyone disappointed. Yeah, it was it was an awesome match. Just just absolutely incredible there. I mean, there were other things that happened on AEW that I it obviously it should overshadow, but are are worth mentioning that like we also this I mean, the show was stacked. We also had Cody Cody Rhodes versus Penta, who just brutalized each other for what felt like forever. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Christian is now in the mix. He's ready to start. I, I want to see. I want to see you and Christian go at it because I feel like maybe both of you kind of like land in the same realm of like ass kickers, hard workers. But are you putting the spotlight where you need to be? I don't know if I got a chance to say this on the show, but I am extremely excited and happy to have Christian uh, in AEW. Christian Cage. Uh, I have always uh, been a fan of his work. He's he's mm-hmm. a, he's he's a great promo great in-ring wrestler he's he's always been really really entertaining and mm-hmm. aside from that i've always heard about what a brilliant mind he has for the wrestling business and how everyone mm-hmm. that's around him just gets better like i've heard it from people i know i've heard it from other wrestlers that i'm fans of i've always heard how brilliant he is and so i hope i get to wrestle him at some point because it's going to definitely make me better win lose or draw uh and mm-hmm. and he seems very dialed in he's he's very invested in the product he's he's showing up and he wants to actually do some really really good things so if he wants to i'm ready to mm-hmm. go let's do it yeah there's I, there's space there's feels like there's space being created in AEW right now things are shaky a lot of basically i mean it feels like every single stable which for anyone who isn't familiar with wrestling just joining us because they like us and they think we're fun a stable is like a, a group of wrestlers that band together, name themselves in a lot of t- uh, situations, and then and then go out with a common goal. Basically, every single stable, it feels like an AEW, is on shaky ground. Team Taz, I mean, the inner circles 
in shambles in a lot of way. A lot of alliances, even the even the young bucks are, you know, things aren't as clear cut as they seem. Um, not between the two of them, but between between who they team with and everything. Yeah. They're good. Don't worry about it. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's just like it feels like that. I think these situations, this this um, chaos creates space. And so not to tie it all back to where we started, but that space leaves room for the face of the revolution. In my opinion, I am still the face of the revolution that will not be changed. And I will say this. Do you know what stable, what group, what team is not shaky? And that is the Wrestling with the Week podcast team. This hey! is episode 10. We are not canceled yet. And the shirts are available. Well, great segue. That was a great segue. segue. We got the t-shirts. I gotta figure that out. I gotta figure it out. There's something to that. We need to, we need to, you we need to give you like a, a sound board that you can you can load in sounds and press sounds. So that way we can ruin every single audio <laughs> recording of every single episode. Um, no, but that basically brings us to the end of this week's show. Um, if you are, if you are also as on board with this stable, because I, by the way, watching, listening, you're in the stable. You're in the wrestling with the week stable. Okay, you go, you follow us on social media, WWTW Pod, Instagram. Uh, Twitter, any of those places, you're in the stable. We are solid as a rock, okay? And uh, we appreciate you guys listening, watching, sharing the podcast, tweeting at us, telling us you like the show, telling us you hate the show. Well, I don't think anyone's ever told me that I, they hate the show. But you're welcome to. Um, you're still in the stable. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Ten episodes in. Sky, any final thoughts? Join in. If you are new to this show, join in. Make sure you follow us on social media, uh, WWTWPOD. That is on uh, Twitter and Instagram. But yeah, join in. Like, I don't know if you, people that aren't watching the show, um, you know, they're not catching my, like, my beautiful Rick James where I'm just like, just inviting mm -hmm. you to come in. I'm just Great. like, yes, <laughs> like, just come in. Just come, come join. This is uh, where the gifts are made, folks. Yes, 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 yes. This is where the gifts come from. Anyways, thanks so much to everyone for listening. Uh, thank, make, you can reach out to us uh, personally as well on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, that is at Scorpio Sky and at James Willems Feet. Wait, are we mm -hmm. not doing feet? Well, that's Twitter. Twitter would be, I don't have feet on Twitter. <laughs> oh, this is Twitter. Okay. Uh, Someone else graphic. probably got that. Instagram is James Willems Feet and Twitter is James Willems. So, yeah, reach out to us uh, personally. Mm -hmm. And if yeah. nothing else, we will see you next week because we are not canceled yet. Ten. Do it all. You the one, do it all. You the one, do it all.